3D glasses on now. It's Box Cutters episode 17. My name's Josh Canal. Sitting to my left, Ross McQueen. Hello, and just before we start, I want to say, Josh, you're on crack. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> just in regards to f- end of last year's show, you were saying that you thought uh, new episodes of Lost were terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and you said, maybe I'm on crack. Oh, clearly I'm on crack. And clearly you're on crack. Well, I might have to, uh, I might have to catch up with them because I thought there were stinkers. Sing to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, JB, you're a cracker. Uh, That's word on the street. That's what I hear. That's what they tell me. Kids are saying. Stinkers. JB's a cracker. New episodes of Lost. Stinkers. But, you know, no, I'm willing to give it, no I'm willing to give it another How go. How many had you seen? Four or five. Really? Well, I've seen all nine. And the thing I don't understand is... Mm, I've seen all nine. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I don't understand is, uh, as a former fan of the show, why it's suddenly gone downhill, in your opinion. I think it's probably better than it was. Really? So maybe, just, I, maybe I need to bitter. see... Bitter. Bitter about what? <laughs> about what, Brad? Come a- on. ABC knocking back your pitch... For a serious idea about an island full of nanobots. <laughs> uh, y- you know, I'd let that go <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> okay, a long, long time. I, th- I no, thought maybe I just, it was just getting a bit too close to the bone. I just thought that the that that series that this most recent series of Lost, which starts in Australia in uh, will <laughs> sometime in Feb, sometime in Feb. Really they're saying they're saying mm-hmm. Channel Seven Arts promoing it yet. I know, but they are still saying really? sometime in Feb. Okay. The, all their promos will come on uh, once the tennis starts, so we'll know for sure. Interestingly, so mm-hmm. hang on, I have to watch, Last have to watch the tennis to, to get to the promos. I'll, I'll fill you in. All right. Going up to uh, the first season of Lost, um, Channel 7, I think, started promoing October, November in 2004. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I, I watched them in probably the most advantageous way possible as in my wife and i watched them over nine consecutive evenings which was fantastic and i yeah i i thought it was fantastic and i can't understand how a fan of the show would think that they slid so much when you know to our eyes they were the same if not better well for me the the story concept just kind of got lost uh that they stopped uh they stopped dealing with the the characters and the characters' lives and how the characters are dealing with being on the island and uh, and all of their personal investigations and uh, started on this, you know, without trying to give too much away, just continued on, on this ridiculous conspiracy theory uh, that, to me, just was not in the essence of the, of the show. Really? Yes. Well, I said it before and I'll say it again. You're on crack. Right. <laughs> right. Coming up on, uh, on Box Cutters. <laughs> Some crack smoking pleasure. Also some news, as always. Uh, discussion about the man who invented television, Kerry Packer. Uh, 200 years ago. 200 years ago, he, uh, he, he passed away. Uh, some I Don't Buy It, Welcome mm-hmm. Return to yes. I Don't Buy It. Uh, talking about some uh, new shows and how they're being dealt with. Everybody Hates Chris, Prison Break, Commander-in-Chief. Some crap TV. Mm-hmm. And no doubt... Heaps more talk about how much I love crack. That's all coming up <laughs> later on on Box Cutters. But now the news. You know what I did? No, I don't. Did you stuff up our first episode back? I'd fade it out. Hang on. 
<laughs> All that and more on Box Cutters. The Victorian government has taken out millions of dollars of advertising for the upcoming Commonwealth Games to promote Victoria as the place to be. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, all of those advertisements will only screen in Victoria, and so Victoria will be promoted to Victorians. Uh, I don't understand it. In other news. <laughs> Wrong segment. That should have been I don't buy it. <laughs> what's, what's the tone of the ads? Is it, uh, is it just propaganda? It, it, is, just, it is just propaganda. It's, it's more okay. along the lines of, I'm guessing it's going to be more along the lines of the how we're building a better Victoria ads that the, uh, we've seen recently. Eagle mm. Rock ads. Yes. Mm. Uh, and I don't know why. Eagle Rock plays in the back. In the... I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's, a, it's a whole series of them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they uh, they wouldn't promote these to other states. Because they can't vote. Well... He's got a point. Yeah, that's the cynics uh, angle. <laughs> and it's probably more expensive. And Well, yeah, it probably is more expensive. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is the Victorian government uh, saying very definitely this isn't about the next election. This is about getting more dollars into Victoria. But then... Uh, yes, I mean, I, sure, I have to say, you're probably right, Brett. And I'm not really sure why, at this point, they'd be useful at all, apart from being an election, an election tool, um, because haven't all the Commonwealth Games tickets been sold by ballots already? No, there's still, you can still get tickets. Yeah, okay. there are still some. And think Commonwealth like, Games are where it's at. Come and see the crap sports. <laughs> yeah, no, but these, only a hundred bucks a session. But these are ads that are going. These are ads that are going to air during the coverage of the Commonwealth Games. There are two. Uh. There are two sixty-second ads that are going to air between the opening and closing ceremonies. Uh, what else? Uh, sixty thirty-second advertisements. It's only sixty seconds between the opening and closing ceremonies. That's the short games. <laughs> no, no, just just sixty seconds of ads. Like 60-second ads that will be on during both. During the games. The opening ceremony. Ah, okay. And then another 60-second ad will be on during the closing ceremony. Just once or do you, every break? Do you want me to draw your diagram, Brett? Could you? <laughs> I'll try and describe it to the listeners. I was over a day. Do you uh, think that's shit news, Brett? <laughs> no. Do you think that's shit news? No, no, no. Because I, I can throw it out. <laughs> Done. I was over at a friend's house the other day and we were watching the news and they missed the first bit of the news introduction uh, talking about the opening and closing ceremonies and how they were practicing them out at the uh, army base in Roeville. Mm. And my friend came in <laughs> halfway through the news item and said, the opening and closing ceremonies are out in Roeville. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Who's going to go all the way out there? Uh, in other news, 24 are going from the small screen to the big screen. 24 movie. Really? Because yes. that worked so well for the X-Files. <laughs> it did. And I don't understand. The basic concept of 24 is it's meant to be 24 episodes, 24 hours. So, I, I don't it's, know. It's the longest movie in the history of the world. <laughs> Actually, no, I think there might be a longer one. Yeah. Second longest movie in the history of the world. <laughs> Emp- Maybe Empire just... by Andy Warhol is pretty long. That, just that one long well, that was Well, that was eight hours. Eight hours. That was it? eight hours. Mm. Uh, the... Uh, 
maybe it's just going to be called 126 minutes. Yeah, or two. Yeah. <laughs> that really? Yeah, apparently so. And it was in one of those tiny little uh, Herald Sun news items. And apparently it has the blessing of Keith Sutherland. I don't know what that means. Who is the new Pope? <laughs> They're paying him, babes. <laughs> I guess so. He's, he's an EP of the show, of course. I know. <sighs> Brett, what have you got? That's what the Herald Sun calls news. Uh, <laughs> it's what we call news as well. That's <laughs> uh, good to be back. Justin Burfield, who plays Reese on the hit comedy series Malcolm in the Middle, and I haven't caught a single one of the new series since it's been on Saturday nights. A what cool. a stupid time to put on freaking Malcolm in the Middle. It really is. Has purchased the home once shared by Jessica Simpson and Nick Lackey. That's a oh, nice house. It is. Made famous by the former couple's reality series Newlyweds. The Mediterranean-style house was on the market for $3.75 million US, uh, but his publicist won't. Tell us how much he paid. Is it built especially for to accommodate TV crews? Didn't I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying like kind of like the Big Brother house where they've got uh, endless glass panels and stuff, but I would imagine it would it would have to have some special no, specifications I mean, for at, lighting and look stuff. Growing up, Gotti. That's not made for TV crews. No, and that's, that's the Osborns. That's not made for uh, anybody. <laughs> growing up, Gotti. Yeah, yeah. I had a look at it the other night. It's shit ass. It's terrible, isn't yep. it? But all of the Bunch all of, of these houses just people. have really tall ceilings, so it's and easy to light. And marble staircases. Yeah, yeah. It's it's easy to light. How old is the guy who plays Reese? Nineteen. Um, right. He can <laughs> kiss my ass. I hate him so much. <laughs> but his 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 other house is now on the market. Right. So he's already had a house for a couple of years. You know what? <laughs> like a, a big like two point seven mil. Channel Nine can show Malcolm in the Middle whenever they like now. Because I hate everybody on that show just because of that kid. <laughs> yeah, now I'm bitter, Brett. Now I'm bitter. And they showed the end of last series of Malcolm in the Middle, but they're onto a new series. Oh, what, without telling anybody? Without telling anybody, right. without any fanfare. I thought they said all the way through, all new Malcolm in the Middle. They were all new. They hadn't shown, but they'd, uh, they'd taken off in the middle of a series previously. Oh. What? No, a network wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Who are you talking about? Apparently they, they had to show brand new episodes of Two and a Half Joeys. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Joey's on at 6.30. Yeah, the new the newer current affair. <laughs> yes. Or, or the new Frasier. Yeah. 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 Either way. Or it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like Tuesday, 10.30. I watched, uh, I watched one episode of... shows to die. <laughs> I watched one episode of Joey uh, over the summer and it had... Oh, now I'm not going to be able to remember his name. He was in Full House. Bob Saget. Oh, okay. Bob Saget, who does some of the best cameos in shows I have seen. In a, he just takes the piss out of himself so easily and readily. Uh, he was also in uh, in an episode of Entourage. Yes. And, I was uh, trying to think what that was. And and did the same thing. And, you know, just makes himself out to look like an arsehole. It's hilarious. So, the best thing I've ever seen on Joey was a cameo by Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. That's really saying how shit that show is. <laughs> it really is. But it's good that he got over himself so quickly, unlike William Shatner, who took himself ultra-seriously for all those years. Speaking of which, Boston Legal finished up this week. Uh, I just got into it. I was really into it. Um, but that, that'll be coming back later in the year. I think, Brett, oh, okay. your interest in shows is the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the not the shield. first. It's not the first time it's happened. <laughs> Thank God he's not interested in this show. <laughs> oh yeah, 
<laughs> I never listen. Heat sensor cameras, scientific ball tracking devices, and in-game <laughs> player interviews. I've needed something to track my ball. <laughs> Are all going to be trialled in the cricket over this uh, oh. one-day series. Okay. I don't know who your balls get to either, Brad. You're just the, the earliest opportunity for a filthy joke. <laughs> and you just jump in there. It was begging. Anyway, uh, a lot of them are going to be uh, trialled starting uh, with this Friday's game at the Telstra Dome between Australia and Sri Lanka. So what has been the hold-up up until now? Is it because Kerry Packer hates technology in cricket? No, it's uh, because they didn't want to do anything to mess around with the test season. And uh, uh, it's a lot, I think it's a lot easier to, to, uh, to trial all this stuff during one-day games. I read something recently about uh, wanting to put off all umpiring decisions until replays have been seen. Yeah, they're, they're talking about that, both um, cricket and tennis. They, they're talking... Well, tennis now, they can be, they've got the whole challenge thing going on. Mm. Well, you may as well just get rid of... May as well just get rid of umpires. Mm. Get rid of the players. Mm. Have robots. Robots everywhere. <sighs> That'd be so cool. What a fantastic future we live in. All that, all that technology that you said, though. Just get the guy who uh, did the Ashes, the special comments guy, who sat out the back of the Ashes in the van and analysed all the play. He was fantastic. He'd be better than any of those uh, technological advances that you recommended. Well, I want to know what they're going to do with heat sensor cameras. How, how does that really... <laughs> <laughs> how is that going to tell me whether or not someone was going to be out? How is that going to show me how good someone's been bowling? Maybe it's maybe it's an update to the snickometer, where you can actually see the heat from the friction on the ball uh, on the bat. Actually, that that might be right. Be. <laughs> so they've kind of gotten rid of the snickometer. Have they? This se- I haven't seen Snicko. it once. Yeah, Snicko. Oh, it's been around. Has it? Yeah, they've, they haven't used it much. They, they talk about it like it's a person. Oh, really? oh I trust Snicko. <laughs> Snicko's, <laughs> Snicko's never wrong. Apparently, it's slightly more human than Eddie Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, Nine are building up with uh, all this te- technology uh, in anticipation of the upcoming Ashes series uh, and yep. uh, wanting to, to use it all then to have world-class and the best sports coverage. What well, did Channel Nine think they're going to be showing the Ashes? I thought that was all SBSs now. No, no, no. It'll be on, <laughs> it'll be on in Australia, so Channel Nine will have it. Because uh, they can throw more money at it. Okay. It's Cup- not in the middle of the night. No, no. A couple of interesting things with local programs. Uh, Blue Healer's fate will be decided tomorrow, apparently. Um, so that's Friday? That's Friday, the 13th. 14th. 13th. So 14th? 13th. I'm lucky for some. 13th. 13th. Right. So for some... Whatever. Friday. Probably by the time anybody listens to this, though, we'll know the fate of Blue Healer's. Uh, also, uh, Shopping for Love, which we talked about last year. Uh, yes. Rated very well was apparently the sleepy hit of the summer <laughs> and we'll be back. Wait a minute, when was it on? I didn't even see it. It's on, it's on at like 11 o'clock. Tuesday nights. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm always here. Okay, yeah. I think it's, it's Tuesday. Maybe it's Wednesday. It's, it's, it's around that time. I don't think it's something I'd set the video for. <laughs> no, you, re- you really shouldn't. I think, uh, I think last year I said it was... By losers, for losers, and of losers. It I is, stand by it that. Is. And, and I watched it again last night. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, as much as I hate it, and it's not, it's not my sort of thing, they've, they've done a clever show. It, it's, it appeals to the market, and it would pay for itself because it's one long advertisement for Chadston Virgin Credit Cards and um, Crown Casino. But, yeah. And it... Uh, Good luck to them. You know, and, and in, that, in that way, it's not very different to... Uh, what not to wear, 
which I've been watching a little bit of okay. yep. on uh, Lifestyle Channel. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I noticed how much they show the store's names and where they're shopping. And yeah, yeah. Really makes me want to go to Marks and Spencer. <laughs> really want to go to Marks and Spencer now. Buy some tunics. Mm. <laughs> I believe it was this morning. Cuban human tug of war. That's her name now. Jessica Rowe. <laughs> used her Channel 9... Is that because she's like a piece of string? <laughs> used her Channel 9 debut yesterday to fire a shot at Hollywood heavyweight Tom Cruise over his treatment of her husband, Peter Overton, in his infamous interview with The Star last year. Poor Peter. Have to have his wife go in and <laughs> battle for him. Um, apparently she had a, a, a big 10-minute uh, love-in with Richard Wilkins... Uh, yesterday or today? Can no, you yesterday. can you not use that phrase ever <laughs> with Richard Wilkins ever again? Well, I'm not going to have any love-ins with Richard Wilkins, but you, you know, know, apparently uh, he's, he's, ever he's quite, again, quite the man about my, town. Uh, my Loving my wife Richard had it on, and and I was just leaving, and I thought oh, I should really watch this for the show. I can't bring myself to watch <laughs> this for the show, so it's too hard. Have a look at today. Mm. Hey, that what that interview with uh, Jessica Rowe on. Via Richard Wilkins. Now, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't actually been aware, but uh, ten failed in its fourth and presumably final court challenge on Tuesday to prevent Roe from defecting tonight. I hadn't heard about any of the first three. Oh, really? No, they, they were really like, uh, like two days apart because they started on the twenty eighth of December, and uh, yeah, they've had four up until last Tuesday. Oh. Well, and obviously you haven't been following the case, but have you been following the case no, well, closely? Um, a, a little bit closely. Okay. You've in, got to keep a distance because of the stink. <laughs> in her contract, surely, it was provisional that she did not work for Couldn't another, work for an, another network for six months. For six though. months. That was, that was a huge part of her contract. How, how did she end up winning? Because her contract stipulated only that she was with 10 for those two years. Right, so only up until December two thousand and five, and I think the way it worked was oh. that after December two thousand and five, Channel Ten really had no jurisdiction over her whatsoever. Now, if they want to, uh, if they want to sue her for breach of contract, I think they can, but they can't stop her doing whatever she wants to do. Okay, interesting. I, I had actually thought no that doubt- she was. No doubt if Channel 10 do sue her successfully, Channel 9 will foot the bill. So, yeah, who cares? I'd actually thought that she had walked mid-contract, but no. No, no, she walked at the end of a contract, but her contract stipulated that she couldn't work for another six months for any other network. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. okay. Which is all just sense. bad. Um, but I wonder how Jessica Rowe feels about uh, being second banana, because Chris Bath was actually offered the hosting position on Channel 9's Today Show, but she turned it down because she couldn't cope with the early starts. Oh, really? Because I heard that would have been a breach of contract as well. That would have been a breach of contract, mid-contract, yeah. and she said, I'm happy at seven, and I, when I make a commitment, I stick to it. Oh. Well, you know, she made a commitment to Dancing with the Stars, and look where that got her. <laughs> um, Channel 10 have been showing some interesting movies of late uh, uh, in the dynamic midnight time slot. Which mm. has been quite interesting. They've uh, n- not all great movies, but interesting movies. They've shown um, in, in the last week, for example, they have shown or are showing Easy Rider, In the Name of the Father, Higher Learning, Casualties of War, and The China Syndrome. So that's pretty good if you're uh, if you're looking for a movie late at night. 
Unfortunately, it all stops next week because oh, the Up Late Game Show is back on. Now, I mean, we've given a lot of stick to Hot Dogs and the Up Late Game Show, but that is very disappointing. I mean, they're showing they're showing quality <laughs> movies for the first time in a long time because yeah. It, I, I mean, I got a lot of my. Uh, movie education from watching films that were on Channel Nine, the late late midnight. late movie, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and it's a shame to see that come back and uh, blow us a kiss and go. Yeah, it's, especially it's, especially when the kiss is blown by hot dogs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Survivor. Uh, this next season of Survivor, which uh, premieres in the states on February second, and no doubt uh, premieres. Oh yeah, I've been I've been reading Variety as well. No, right. no, no. <laughs> uh, okay, I go. Uh, it's going to be held in Panama. It's going to mm-hmm. be called Survivor Panama Exile Island, mm-hmm. and it's going to start with uh, four tribes. Oh, separated into older men, older women, younger men, younger women. Oh, fantastic! So gender and age lines. I don't know what separates a younger man from an older man. <laughs> Uh, Years. <laughs> the crowbar. <laughs> Any chance for a filthy joke, Brett? Just jump right in there. Whenever you see one available, just it go just, for it. It no, reminded no. me of the, the old, can, how they separate the men from the boys on the old sailing ships with a crowbar. Uh, see, I don't, I don't know what the what the rules are going to be, but that's, uh, that's where the, the tribe lines are going to be split. And uh, in another spin, each castaway... Uh, who uh, who gets evicted, who exiled? Exiled. The tribe has spoken. Uh, is going to be banished alone to a separate idol, so to a separate island, where they'll have a shot at prolonging their stay on the show by finding a hidden immunity idol. Ah, oh, mm. so that's so that's. I thought it wasn't people who got evicted. I thought that, that you know if there was somebody who particularly smelled or they didn't like, they put them to the island. But that was separate to the evictions. Ah, oh. but I don't know. I'm just going on the brief promo that they showed at the end of. Uh, uh, at the end of last survival, reunion. and uh, and I'm just going by the ambiguous terms that Variety use. Oh well, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Then. Yeah. yeah, so that uh, that's starting in a couple of weeks, and Channel Nine should be showing that when it comes up. They've also amped up uh, some of their talent. Uh, no, not satisfied just with an ex NFL player. Uh, we've got a retired astronaut and a female lumberjack and a karate instructor. Oh, wow. interesting. And also. Uh, one of the kids who was in One Tree Hill. Oh, really? Yeah. Was one and, tree? Oh, okay. An actor. It was a, a show that Channel 10 showed for a week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, who was that? I'll just go back to my... Oh, we've got a uh, Misty. Austin Carty. Austin Carty. Oh, okay. uh, who's been on uh, One Tree Hill and Switched. And he wrote the book Somewhere Beyond Here. I've got him down here as 24 author. Oh. 24 author. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Comma, author. He's, he's 24 years old. Yes. And he's an author. Yes. Right. On Survivor, Richard Hatch is in trouble. The US judge has begun selecting a jury to determine whether inaugural Survivor winner Richard Hatch should be voted not off the island, but possibly into prison. He won a million bucks in the first Survivor. Uh, and federal prosecutors are accusing him of failing to pay tax on his prize and other income. Maybe and he thought that he could get up. Nobody actually know that he'd won. They're apparently they're doing the um, the juries doing their verdict like a tribal council. Excellent. Nice. He's also guilty. I, I, I would love I would love the judge to go. Jeff. Richard Jeff is judging. Richard. 
the jury has spoken. Yep. I'd love that. <laughs> He's also please accused. put your clothes on. <laughs> He's also put your clothes on and don't bring a lit torch into the courtroom. <laughs> He's also accused of spending money on himself that was earmarked for a charity he helped create. Oh, isn't right. That nice? Isn't that nice? Well, good on to him. He's mm. pleaded not guilty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dancing with the Stars is ramping up uh, in Australia for its new season. Um, uh, of interest to some people. I don't know who they are, but some people. Uh, the Melbourne Stars going on Dancing with the Stars this year. Kate Langbrook, Simone Warne, the multi-talented Simone Warne. And uh, Ian Molly Meldrum, and and is is Molly going to have a male dance partner? No, he's not. But uh, Kate is having one half of the male partners who are on Strictly Dancing, who apparently isn't gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, apparently, it uh, Dancing with the Stars is just ramping up for a new series over in the US as well. And uh, Lenneman was having a bit of a go of it, a go at it the other night. And um, he said, if I ran a network and somebody pitched Dancing with the Stars to me, I would have taken out a gun and shot them. <laughs> <laughs> which, I think, which I think is pretty succinct. Um, and I think they're, they're obviously having some issues with, uh, you know, with the stars over there as well because the segment was Late Show Equations. And the equation was Dancing with the Stars minus celebrities equals Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> the, uh, just some news in brief. John Stewart is going to be hosting the Oscars mm, yes. this year. Uh, Chris Rock has not been asked back. Oh, okay. That was uh, the official report. Oh. And uh, the reports uh, that are going on about that are, are calling him pretty much a, a, an unknown. An unknown, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is odd. And uh, I think we should have played the bit of, uh, I think it was episode four last year, when we were saying, why don't they give somebody like John Stewart a, a job as hosting? And but we were talking about the Emmys. Yeah, but still, hmm. I, th- I think that's I think that's going to be great. Although, on the money. although Chris Rock was excellent, I uh, maybe he he just rubbed people the the wrong way a little bit. Yeah. Also, Sony is uh, doing a new version of Married with Children for Spanish broadcaster Cuatro. It's going to be called Matrimonio, <laughs> Matrimonio con Hijos. Ah, oh, fantastic! Which I think is just married with kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's going to. Air in prime time, starting in the Spanish spring. The challenge, apparently, uh, was uh, to translate the scripts from the 1980s. Oh, so they're using the 2000- same scripts. They're using the same scripts, but <laughs> translating them from the 1980s to 2004 <laughs> and uh, from the US to Spain. Genius. Yep. Genius. Uh, the West Wing, as we heard uh, late last year, has been sold by Channel 9 to the ABC. The ABC aren't going back to the start. They're starting from... The beginning of series four. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. That's Which is uh, midway through the re-election yeah. campaign for Bartlett. Oh, okay. So that's is that the last Sorkin series? I think it might. No, be. no, season four. Yes, yes, I think season four it is is the last Sorkin series. Okay. Um, for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you'll have heard us or me particularly rabbit on and on about Arrested Development. Arrested Development has finally gone from our screens on Channel Seven. Halfway through the current series, what? which is still a series behind oh. uh, the US, but don't worry if you love your cutting edge comedy, you can still uh, have nightly repeats of Saved by the Bell, the new class. I, I noticed that. I did notice With that. And Screech's principal's assistant. Mm. Yes. And uh, quality. 
uh, in other Arrested Development news, uh, Fox in the US failed to air Arrested Development earlier this week, choosing instead to do a double episode of House. Oh. And uh, it's also not scheduled for next week. They only have two episodes to go. And oh, really? they're failing to show those how, two how episodes. Many, how many uh, episodes have they made of this series? I oh, know they cut it short. They cut it short to 13. To 13. And they've gotten up to episode 11. Oh, okay. Okay. And those two episodes aren't scheduled to show anytime soon. So that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Get nicked, Fox. <laughs> hey, um, have, they, have they shown the uh, Bateman versus Bateman no, that's episode? the next. That's the next one to, to, to Justine air. Bateman. Yeah, uh, listeners may know her from Family Ties as Mallory. Mallory. <laughs> um, I saw a picture of her. She's looking really old. In good television news, HBO have signed for a fourth season of Deadwood. The oh, third, really? Third season hasn't even gone to air, wow. and they already signed for a fourth one. That's impressive. Uh, that will be screening later on in the year. Uh, it was scheduled to. Sorry, season three was scheduled to start on HBO in March, but it's been pushed back to allow for a comedy... Oh, sorry, a dramedy called Big Love about a polygamist starring Bill Paxton. And also, season six of The Sopranos. Oh, really? Finally comes to air in March. So, March 2010 here. Yeah, yeah, probably. A bit more of an update uh, from episode 16, I think... uh the whisper I'd heard about they're going to run out Simpsons and then bring back oh, Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fans of Futurama might soon find themselves journeying back to the future with reports the Axed animated series could be making a comeback. It was scuttled in 2003, but has since taken off on DVD and in run e- reruns, uh, spurring Fox executives to start talks about resurrecting the show. Fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, as I said last year, though, I'll believe it when I say it. Fox is yet to comment, but Variety reports... Negotiations have begun to produce a limited number of new episodes of the show, uh, which won an Emmy. Blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. Mm. That'd be great. Futuramas is so good. Are you guys watching it? uh, They've just finished series one. And so uh, last episode, single female lawyer, which, um, yeah, looked really dated now just because Ellie McBeal seems so dated. It took me a while to to make the connection McNeil McBeal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, they're just starting. They're going straight into season two, which is fantastic. Although um, Channel 10 have been promoting it as new Futurama, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which isn't quite correct, but it's better than nothing. And hopefully they'll keep it up. And sounds better than new The Poseidon Adventure. That's true. Uh, lastly in news... Second lastly in news. Second lastly in news. Well, let me go. All right, you go. Then you can be lastly. <laughs> um, Commander-in-Chief is uh, one of the new things that Channel 7 has scheduled. Do we know what time it's going on that as yet? No. Uh, yeah, at o'clock. Uh, Sorry, that, that's a visual joke for... When I do when I do that, I'm really I'm really just putting my hand over yeah, my mouth. They just can, cough or something. Yeah, it's can, at <coughs> o'clock. They can watch the uh, the webcast. Yes, the, the video webcast. podcast. And you know what else with the video podcast this year? We've got new innovation with it. Well, they the three D. No, uh, and the worm. They yes. can follow the worm yep. to see if if you know if they're enjoying the show or not, and how much the viewers are enjoying the show or not. Mm-hmm. The, the worm will go up and down as they watch. I, so I, I love I love the worm will show them if they're enjoying the show or not. That's great. <laughs> That's how the worm works. <laughs> the worm showed people whether Chappelle Corby was guilty, and she was. Channel Seven is starting to screen Commander in Chief in February at some time on some day of the week, uh, but uh, the series I'm, is actually I'm sure there are going to be encore presentations. The series has actually already started to falter in the US. Um, and he's already being retooled. Stephen Bochco uh, has been brought in to take charge of the show. 
um, some people are saying West Wing didn't work here. Why would Commander in Chief work here? Mm. Yeah, those people are Ross Wanecki. No. Who else? Uh, someone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> and well, finally, finally in the news, the comic and movie serial Blade is going to be made for television in a two-hour telly movie to air on Spike TV in the but US. What? I thought people didn't talk about Blade Three. Yeah, because it was because it, so it was so bad, and yet. Uh-huh. Uh, some people must have gone to see it because Spike TV uh, have decided to make it now their who, first uh, ever drama. Who's Spike TV? Is it, is it Spike, Blade Begins or something? Spike TV is a the male... Prequel. Can I talk? Can I talk now? Now, All right. go. Talk. Spike TV... Go. I'll tell you later, Ross. Okay. <laughs> Spike TV is a, is a, a, a male-specific uh, television station in the US. So I think like they, Triple M here. I think they had things like, except... It's a television station. Uh, I a think bit they, like FHM. Except it's a television station. <laughs> With you. Right. The, uh, the, I think they had The Man Show on, uh, on Spike TV and, okay. and basically other things like The Man Show. Uh, things about cars and girls. With you. And this is the, the first drama that like they're working on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Included in the cast is some guy called Kirk Sticky Jones. Mm. Uh, he's going to be cast as Blade. So no, so no Wesley Snipes. No Wesley Snipes. But also, Australia's own, quotes, actress, <laughs> Jessica Gower. Who? Jessica Gower. Jess Gower, who people might remember her bad acting from uh, such wonderful things as an ad for tampons. Uh, terrible acting in an ad for Telstra, where she saw uh, John Farnham in the uh, oh yeah in the yeah, record yeah. store. Yep, I think I know the one. Uh, and also a terrible, terrible stint as an Ambo on All Saints. Oh, Just okay. no actress whatsoever. Has no skills. She you know looks all right, and <laughs> otherwise just can't read lines for shit. So good on them for casting her. Uh, I wish I had have taken Julius Amiro. Well, you know, have you been have you have you seen any of of Rockwiz? She's looking like freaking Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, <laughs> <laughs> except without the good jokes. <laughs> that was the uh, box cutters news. Up next, we'll talk about Carrie Packer. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Kerry Packer left this world on December 26th he last did. year. Uh, finally, after many heart attacks and kidney failures and, uh, you know, selling Channel 9 to Alan Bond. He's, uh, you know, he, he buying survived it back for buying it back for half the price. Survived all of that. Survived uh, his son completely screwing up OneTel and uh, E-Corp. And, uh, and then went, you know what, had enough, left this earth. Most importantly, for Box Cutters fans, he was the head of Channel 9. Well, mm. not the head of Channel 9, he owned Channel 9 and basically ran that place. Mm. Uh, and uh, nothing could go to air without his approval. Mm. Now he's gone. What's going to happen to Australian television? Mm. Well, because his son has taken over. James. 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 Jamie. Jamie. And uh, he apparently doesn't share his father's interest in television. 
No, although kind of the different the different forum, uh, well, the change with the generations has has had a precursor. Uh, Frank Packer, Sir Frank, um, was more known for newspapers and for magazines. Okay, it was Kerry that uh, I'm not sure if it was Frank or or Kerry that sold off the papers or just closed them down. Um, but Kerry got into the TV, Women's Weekly. Yes, uh, he turned into a monthly. And that that is still you know powerhouse of magazines apparently, um, and that's uh, that's Pacific Publications, and but sensibly he kept the name the same. And Jamie Packer, uh, even even before the demise of Kerry, um, was looking into getting into casinos uh, previously. Apparently, was uh, looking well, at some deal in Singapore, which just in the last week or so has fallen through. It's, it's just all too hot for him. So well, they're already into casinos because they uh, they own Crown. Crown Casino. Yeah, and but Kerry was actually against that. Oh, was he? Yep. Oh, okay. And they're a big. Uh, it's not exactly a casino, but they're a big uh, part of Betfair as well, which is the new uh, online gambling business that just got licensed in Tasmania. Mm. But what does this say for for television in in Australia? I mean, Channel Nine. Under Kerry Packer, consistently won the ratings year after year after year, mm. and uh, he's gone. Jamie's not interested in uh, supposedly in, in running television. Supposedly, uh, do you think this is the the chance for for seven and ten to to really come up the ranks? And ten, no. I think there's definitely going to be a change in the landscape of Australian I so. TV. I think so. I don't think that. Well. Firstly, I don't think that, that Jamie's going to hold on to it for all that long and Channel Nine's going to have a new owner uh, fairly soon. Maguire! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, if it was Maguire, uh, I, well, it doesn't matter who it is, who it was, um, whoever it's going to be isn't going to be as domineering and scary as Kerry. And I think that the culture he- at Channel Nine is just going to change so dramatically. You say mm. that, but if the government has its way... And cross media ownership laws. Well, you think uh, Rupert's going to okay, come back and take I, it over? I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. And then but you've now got a, a far gone, more formidable leader than than Packer. But he's like again. I, I think that that probably the lobbying to to deregulate cross media ownership laws um, would have been spearheaded a lot by Kerry. Now that he's gone, are they actually going to bother getting into it? I've just well, no, because Murdoch also has a lot to do with. With those yeah, cross-media but he's over in the states, and he's not here. So I've just had that. a huge conspiracy theory jump into my head. Yeah. Though last year, Lachlan Murdoch left the Murdoch Group to go out on his own. Mm-hmm. There is the possibility that uh, Channel Nine is going to be sold. If Lachlan Murdoch buys Channel Nine, uh, then couldn't Rupert and Lachlan just suddenly get back together and be? Happy little Indians. And uh, I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> and then they'd be running Channel 9 together. So you think that predicting his death <laughs> 12 months in advance, well, Lock got out quit of the company. <laughs> well, you know what? Predicting Kerry Packer's death really didn't take a soothsayer. Of no, that's, that's true. That's it, true. And it, it was getting to a stage where it was just a matter of months. W- would Rupert care that much? I mean, he, he's, surely he's got much bigger fish to fry with Fox News in the States and 
all of his ownership in. So he could make as Britain. much money in Tennessee as he could in Australia. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to care think, too much. Australia's I such think a with, freaking fly speck of a market. I think with Australia, it's it's more a chip on his shoulder. Okay, and mm. and you know, Lachlan and Sarah did move back here uh, once once Lachlan left. But there were reports about uh, fallings out between Lockie and and Rupert. Yeah, because you know, Rupert bore another heir. I just, I just think it, it's all going to be very interesting in the in the executive ranks of of our networks. And I don't think it was actually root that bore the air, but anyway, sorry, spawned an air. Uh, the um, it was interesting the way his uh, death was covered, uh, particularly by uh, particularly by Channel Nine. Uh, the finale of The Apprentice was supposed to be on that night, mm, and yes. they pushed. And it, it. was. It was yes. about 45 minutes late, which is great for all those people who were just taping it, which I think is a lot of people. And then uh, two weeks later, they replayed it on a Saturday yeah. just to try and kind of make up for it, I think, a bit, but didn't but work. I thought a uh, 45-minute tribute from Peter Harvey was probably warranted <laughs> on the Nine Network. <laughs> oh, it was interesting that it was covered, uh, apparently it was covered quite a lot in England as well. But rather than uh, the, he was Australia's wealthiest man and therefore most trustworthy, which was kind of the <laughs> angle that uh, Channel Nine and most of the other networks with uh, went with. England went with he was the man who ruined cricket. Ah, that that isn't because I think he's he's a man who uh, who did a lot for cricket. Well, I would have thought so. One of the reasons Australia is the best in the world at the moment is because uh, is because he really promoted cricket and got a lot of young people interested in it. Yeah. And if you have a look at our cricket team over the last 10 years, all of those people grew up with uh, Kerry Packer-run cricket. cricket. Mm. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's it's all interesting. In the end, um, assuming that, uh, well, yeah, we've definitely got a new proprietor, whether it's Jamie or, or if it's somebody that he sells to, um, hopefully things, hopefully people won't sit, won't, at Channel 9 won't be so tetchy. And we may actually get some some consistency with programming and stop getting screwed around as viewers, okay. like with West Wing or Six Feet Under or You, you see, but, 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 or, but if their ratings start to slide, surely they'll just get more tension. Uh, which which I've I got to say, you know, I can see it happening. I can see Channel 10, uh, Channel 7, sorry, 10's out of it, but I can see Channel 7 on the horizon. Well, 7 was there anyway. Yeah, but I think... More so. I mean, this might be the the kick that Channel Seven needed to get them across. I I agree with Ross, though, Brent. I I just I I don't buy it. <sighs> Are you one of those that follows follows the ads? Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. He wants a jury. He wants a jury. A jury. Yeah, what what's the jury gonna do? They're gonna they they're gonna vote <laughs> on whether or not you can say in July. Okay, or maybe he just wants Jamie jury. Maybe. I mean, it's a it's that, an old recording. It's maybe, it's hard to yes. tell. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Mm. Ross, you don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, summer in Australia generally means one thing or lots of things, but one main thing and sport cricket. And cricket, unfortunately, more and more is meaning bad KFC sponsorship ads. Yes. And these have been getting worse and worse for a couple of years now. I remember a few years back we had the West Indian team all in one big ad singing some sort of 
Calypso. I, I love chicken. <laughs> About how much they loved KFC. Uh, last year, we had the hysterical cricketers box pack, which you could go get. Yes. Um, it smelled of crotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this year, they've got a whole swag of new ads. Um, now, I'm not talking about... There's, there's a whole lot of them. I'm not talking about the beach cricket ads. So I'm not talking about the ad where the uh, wacky guys hit the ball to the good-looking girls in bikinis and accidentally hit it to the ugly older woman who retrieves their ball for them. Or the the man in the red G-string. The I think it's yellow, actually. Oh. The yellow G-stringed bodybuilder. Yes. <laughs> that the, uh, that the, again, trying to hit it to the sexy girls and ending up on top of the bodybuilder. That's hilarious. Hysterical. And I'm not even talking about the one where the uh, the guy catches the ball and the woman kind of rubs his stomach like she's playing some kind of banjo, strumming I, I, away. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it, it's, it's to do with some sort of holiday. Um, right. But the one I'm talking about is a backyard cricket ad. Don't know if you guys have seen this one. Apparently, uh, they're giving away a free ball with uh, one particular... Chicken, uh, chicken pack this year, and is, this ball is is the ball fried in their excellent <laughs> batter. <laughs> Only half of it, <laughs> half of it's rubber, right? And the other half's a tennis ball. Now, anybody who's played backyard cricket's probably done this. They'll know this phenomenon. You, you tape up ele- half, electrical tape, yeah, and you tape up half a tennis ball, and it swings. Well, they're giving away this particular swing ball, uh, and the basic idea of the ad is. It's a family playing cricket just before lunch. Obviously, the KFC is sitting there getting cold, but they just want a quick hit. And the dad's about to come into bowl, and he quite patronisingly says to his daughter, now watch out, it's going to swing. And the daughter... And then the ball has sex with his wife. Pretty close. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece in the bowl. <laughs> the, uh, the daughter hits the ball. The ball goes zooming straight into the father's crotch. Oh. Now, despite the obvious hilarity... Of a man getting hit in the crotch with a half rubber, half tennis ball. <laughs> the whole point of the ad is that the ball's going to swing. But they have this special uh, ball, ball cam, cam. <laughs> to excuse the pun, where they follow the ball directly into his crotch and the ball doesn't swing at all. <laughs> it goes exactly straight. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I don't buy it. Speaking of KFC, uh, did you happen to catch South Park last night? Yes, it's very good. Starts off last with night. Last night was actually peeling Monday all the night. chicken skin off the KFC. <laughs> yeah, Mo- Monday night. That's right. Yes. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just watched it last night on video. Uh-huh. It was yeah, actually that was that was actually, very funny. That, uh, that was a good episode of South Park. It was. It was a great episode of South Park. I, I like. Um, I like the ones with butters. Uh, just uh, on other uh, on other food advertising yep. quickly. There are two ads at the moment for different pizza companies. One, uh, I think, is one is definitely Pizza Hut, where uh, you can have uh, kind of this meal that involves two terrible-looking pizzas, some chicken wings that just look like varnished turds, <laughs> and several paddle pops. And you know, the paddle pops look fine. Just the food looks terrible in those. Really? Just I don't know who shot it, but yeah, it that's just, shocking. It looks inedible. As does the, uh, not Dialadinos, what's it? Domino's. 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 The, 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 the base cheese, base, base cheese, cheese base. base cheese. That looks like one of the most disgusting things yep. I've ever seen in my life. I don't know who is making these ads, but they all just make me want to see I'm not sure who's coming up with the freaking ideas for the stupid pizzas. 
My God, how much cheese do you want on a pizza? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. More cheese doesn't make a better pizza. No. Mm. No. And since when did Pizza Hut get into freaking chicken wings? Well, they they haven't. They've just gotten into varnished turds. <laughs> so is that the varnished turd meal? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, another stupid ad, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's uh, just a brief one, a silly postupedic, I think it is, ad. There's a woman, she's going under, you know, uh, for some sort of uh, operation. Ah. And the doctor and puts the, ma- yeah, the mask over her head and says, okay, count to 10. And, you know, she counts to 10 and then they kind of fade in, fade out, and she's up to over 100. And the doctor kind of looks quizzically at the mask and puts it over his own face and, of course, goes out straight away. And they, the, the tagline is, guess who slept on a silly postipedic last night? Yeah. So it makes you immune to anaesthetic. Evidently. Mm. So just a warning out there for anybody going into <laughs> operations. <laughs> don't eat for 24 hours and don't sleep on a silly postipedic. Don't sleep on a silly postipedic. All right. Or else you're going to feel a lot of pain. <laughs> I don't buy any of that. Man, there's some really bad radio shows on, but you know they're really, really bad when they have to be a podcast that, like, absolutely no, not even the shittiest community radio station in the world can play them, and they have to do a podcast. Hello? Oh, hi, I'm John Safran, and you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast where all the winners are. (laughs) (laughs) You listen to the winners on Box Cutters. I don't think he's being sincere. Hey, you know what we haven't said about, yet? About which bit? Any of it. <laughs> we haven't told anybody where to send emails. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Strange how we just both jumped on I know. On it's like we're Siamese brains. Except Hooray. we can walk separately. Hooray at boxcutters.net if you want to send us some emails. And unless, I wanna... unless you want to get through to Josh, in which case send him a courier pigeon. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I do love pigeons. Uh now, send it to Hooray and we'll give Josh a call. Yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll let me know. Okay. Yep. Uh, hooray at boxcutters.net. And I want to say thanks to everybody who uh, emailed us over the break to say how much they enjoyed the show and when we were coming back. And how much they were missing us and it, wanting to have Josh's firstborn. It was... Which is... You know what? What? There are still paternity suits in question. <laughs> so, so maybe it's not the firstborn. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of that is true. None of that is true, except for the emails. Thank you very much for uh, for sending them in, and we look forward to getting more. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Everybody hates Chris. They do! It's coming up on Channel 10. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen the teasers. I haven't seen the actual ads. Have, the, have they screened real ads for the series yet? No, I think no. they're only screening the... Uh, the Guy man, on the sandwich board man saying, in the I sandwich board. Yep. Seriously. Um, I have, I've had a bit of a look at this. I assume that starting Feb... I assume we'll find out sometime over the tennis, uh, yep. which isn't on Channel 10, no. when Channel 10 are going to screen. Everybody hates Chris. Um, it's nice of Channel 7 to show those ads, though. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Channel 10 jump in maybe during the tennis with this. I think they, uh, Channel 10 don't mind a bit of counter-programming. Is tennis ratings... Uh, uh, I think... Yeah, people love the so. tennis. Yeah, I, I know so. they love it, but is it ratings season? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rating season that starts... starts on Monday? On Monday. Does yeah. it? Yeah, when Home and Away starts, Away's that's back. when... Uh, ah, right. Freaking typhoon. Come on. <laughs> you know, um, Neighbours is back this week, and they uh, revamped the credit sequence. <gasps> Again? Again. What which, new song? Which, which they do... No, same same song. Maybe a remix. I don't know. Uh, no, it's a kind of a cartoony look to it. It's kind of like a Simpsons, uh, Ramsey Street, mm. with all of the characters kind of... The real life characters, but in front of a cartoon background. Because Channel Ten's turning into the Cartoon Network. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but interestingly, cartoon they've news. they've revamped their end credits too. 
uh, primarily for the purpose of inserting more promos. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Which, I mean, you think for Australian-made shows, at least, we should be showing the proper credits. So, and, yeah. But, anyway. you know, they don't, in the in the States either, They uh, all their shows have yeah. little inserts. Yeah, I know. So that's just the, the way the world's going. Yeah. Anyway, everybody Sorry. hates Christmas coming up on Channel 10, uh, probably Feb. Created and conceptualised by Chris Rock, who you might know as a stand-up comedian. And former failed Oscars host. Oscar host. He, I don't think he was a failed Oscars host. No, Wait, if he's wasn't not like getting Letterman. invited back, then maybe he is. Yeah, but he's not getting invited back, not like Letterman was not getting invited back. Chris, Chris Rock was hilarious. But Letterman did get invited back, didn't he? No, 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 no. Letterman did come back two years later when he did a hilarious bit in the opening montage with uh, that was based on the English patient, and he was the driver of the suicide plane that was dive bombing Billy Crystal, saying, "You introduced him at Topher, and you do it over and over again." <laughs> Sorry, I've interrupted you again. Everybody hates Chris. Conceptualized by Chris Rock, um, it's about Chris Rock. Yes, uh, apparently, uh, going back to when he was thirteen years old, growing up in Brooklyn. The year's 1982. Chris is 13. They move out of the projects and into a neighbourhood that's supposed to be better, except it's got a crack epidemic going on in the house. Chris gets bussed to school uh, because his mother's all about kind of, even though they're poor, kind of kind of showing airs and graces. Um, bussed to school uh, three hours away at the Corleone Junior High, which is full of Italian kids, strangely enough. Yes. Great to see a, a, a Italians, school Italians and Irish kids. The Godfather. Um, he's the only black one in the place, so he stands out just a little bit. It's reminiscent of uh, Spike Lee's Crooklyn. Did you see that? Yes, yes, I saw that. Um, you know, kinda, reminiscent uh, only in that it's set in Brooklyn in the eighties. But also, also photographically, it looks like the shooting is is reminiscent as well, as well as the soundtrack. Um, kind of kicking soundtrack, cool, funky, uh, Sugar Hill Gang featured, plus any number of songs um, from early 80s black culture. Yes. Okay. A little bit of uh, Diana Ross uh, in the last episode that I saw, which was ep four. I'm coming up. Um, there's no laugh track. It follows the common black family comedy format where the dad is to be feared and the mum talks about slapping the black off you. Um, which... It does that nicely. Like I think that, that not having a studio audience and not having a laugh track actually makes that a little bit more believable. Um, and I've just skipped the Kerry Packer. There it is. If it did have a laugh track... Kerry it, Packer's in it? <laughs> if it did have a laugh track, if it was shot in the studio, um, it wouldn't be a million miles away from good times. Okay. With a bit of uh, Jimmy J.J. Walker's Don't Know Mate. And, uh, and his propensity for... Finding his art supplies. So is it? Um, so so, what's the basic structure? Is it about like? Does it follow him around for the day? Is it the, he, the basic, his particular adventures. The basic structure is Malcolm in the Middle with a black family. Oh, okay. Uh, set in the eighties. That's that's pretty mm. much it, and it it works to to some degree. I don't think it's necessarily as funny as it could be. Yeah. I don't think it's as funny as. Chris Rock stand up, or a lot of a lot of other things that Chris Rock has done. There are some there are some great gags in it uh, mm-hmm. early on, and they kind of taper out uh, later on. I, th- I think it's going to be hard to maintain. Okay. Mm. Well, I don't think that given given Chris Rock's uh, material when he does his stand up, I don't think that that's kind of family viewing. At times, it does kind of give a bit of a nudge and a wink. 
um, yes. about, you know, it could go dirty right here. But we're going to bring it back to the family kind of viewing stuff. Okay. okay. Um, it's sweet enough. It looks nice. That's got a good soundtrack. Are you guys surprised uh, Channel 10's promoting it so much? Yes. Yes, I am. Because mm. I don't think it's, it's going to do well here. Well, yeah, even so, even if it does do well, when, when was the last time, you know, uh, a network put that much stock in a half-hour comedy show? Well, I mean, uh, we, you know, like Friends or something a while ago, but... No, they didn't. No? But they when didn't. Because remember Channel 7 had Friends. Yeah. And they just kind of put it on. Yeah. And then Channel 9 got it and put it on straight away. Yeah. Uh, other, other shows that have had a lot of success on... Uh, on, on network TV, things like Home Improvements, mm-hmm. uh, Channel Seven just started showing it, and it built an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Channel Ten just started showing. Channel that. Seven started showing that first. Oh, did they? Yep, that was on Channel Seven first. And uh, and yeah, that just slowly built an audience. So yeah, uh, yeah it is. It is surprising. Mm. I'm not so sure. If you look at uh, what else that's new is coming up on Channel Ten, I mean, it's only up against Jamie's Kitchen, um, Australia's Brainiers. Dot dot dot. Uh, Australia's Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser. Uh, Which, Friday interestingly, Night Games. Interestingly, they're promoing... Honey, We're Killing the Kids. They're promoing The Biggest Loser a yeah, lot as well. they really are. They're flogging that. Yeah. So, so that's local fatties with US drill instructors? Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. the same two from the original uh, US Biggest Loser. Interestingly, they're showing that five nights a week at seven o'clock. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna play. No, neither do I. I think I think it might be a bit of overkill, but I know. think uh, I think we're gonna see Seinfeld back <gasps> very shortly. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Another one on ten, The Wedge. In a nutshell, oh. sketch comedy about a small group of characters in a fictitious Aussie suburb. They have been plugging that a bit. Oh my god, producer Ian McFadden. Have you seen the ads for that? No. Oh, the ads are hysterical. Hysterical. Sketch works well in tight knit environments. Think little. They Britain. they live in a place called The Wedge. And so they're known as wedgies. That's about the standard uh, of the joke. That's funny. Mm. McFadgen-esque. Yes, very much so. Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that it does make sense that uh, Channel 10 are promoing because they frankly don't have a lot of good stuff coming up 2006. Okay. That, yeah, they don't have any... Uh, Supernatural. That's that and That's it. And that's, that's starting this week uh, in the US. And, mm. uh, sorry, starting this week yep. here. Uh, from the US, yeah, they don't really have uh, much else. I think, I mean, got to remember, Channel Ten blew a lot of money on the football for this series of, of five years, and are about to blow a lot of money on the football for the next series of five years. Well, we haven't actually talked about the uh, football rights at all. Do we have a time for a quick segue into that? Sure, we do. Do a thing, and, and we'll come back with that. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show. Love all three of you. God, you're funny. I never miss a show. And sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. AFL television rights. AFL television rights have been uh, sold off by uh, to 7 and 10, which uh, the AFL did appear to want to go with Channel 9, but uh, in the end they couldn't. Can I just say, I couldn't believe the amount of freaking news coverage about really? the sale of, of footy rights. It's a, like front page for for four days. Yeah, top top news it, it, item. It's a it's a pretty radio big, and TV. It's a pretty big thing. Well, it's a lot of money. You know these these corporate freaking networks paid eight hundred mil. Yeah, and <laughs> next. 
You, well, you know what? Pe- people love watching and, footy on television. And it's, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like Packers last screw you, because he did he did set the bar to the seven eighty mil. Um, seven and ten spent another twenty mil on having first and last bidding rights. Uh, ten years ago. Yep. Um, so so you know Kerry got to do that and then turn off the machine. You, you think? You see, I, I, see again. I think we're in the wrong segment because I don't buy that. I reckon nine wanted the rights. I I know they wanted the rights. I I I, I reckon they, I reckon that, that's a bit of a football. I reckon that's a bit of a cover story by the executives saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's his last bluff." Because they got beaten, and they have to say something when they get beaten. But um, but nine have consistently tried to make themselves the sports network. Yeah, yeah. Because they know that's what gets people watching. But they can't do it because they have rugby as well. Yeah. Well, it didn't. Stop so they can't them. do it nationally. It mm. didn't stop them trying to do it earlier. I think mm. I actually think seven and ten have gotten off better than uh, the nine would have because nine was in it with Foxtel. Yep. And now Foxtel still have to spend that money to get their shows from 7 and 10. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, I, I think they've actually made a pretty good deal and yep. gotten off a, a little bit cheaper. Yep. Well, look, as a... So as you a, think they didn't, didn't pay enough? No, I'm not saying that. I, I think <laughs> I think that the amount was ridiculous. And we're not going to see that reflected in a decrease in ticket prices. We're mm. not going to see no. uh, that uh, re- reflected in better gameplay. We're just going to see that reflected in the executives' bank balances. Mm. Well, look, as a as a football fan, and probably the only uh, of the three of us here who who is a big football fan, uh, I think it's great. I mean, you you guys know there's no love lost between me and Channel Seven, but I'd much prefer to see the the football on Channel Seven than Channel Nine. I really, uh, it's it's going to be great not to not to see Eddie Maguire every Friday night, not to have his biased commentary. Uh, It's going to be great, you know, not to know who the commentators barrack for when you're watching a game um and basically channel nine were going to screw over the viewers by four games to foxtel four games to free to wear uh the way it stands at the moment seven and ten have all eight games conceivably they could show all eight games yeah. if, if they want to do that which uh it means more footy for the footy fan and and i think that's good but uh I, we- I th- sorry I, I think it also means another two really good things and mm-hmm. these are pretty much the only things that i like about footy on te- on television it means Bruce McAvaney is going to get back into commentating yep. football, yep. Which, Fantastic. which can only be good for football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, he's just such a great sportscaster. Mm-hmm. And it also means that one of the best footy shows ever made, talking footy is going to have hopefully access to, to footage and, uh, and be able to come back. Yeah. Hopefully. Was the, the, you know, I, I'm not a big football fan, but that hopefully, show was so interesting. Hopefully if they bring it back in the original format, they kind of tried to tool, retool it a bit to make it a bit more snazzy in the, in the last couple of years before it finally got axed. So hopefully it comes back. It'll, it'll come back with Bruce McAvaney and Caroline Wilson and random yes. third person. Yep. That's just given me a, a, a retrospective idea. Um, having, having had a look at the footy show, over the last couple of years, they really didn't make that much use of having the footage rights. I, I've been thinking about this, and I wonder if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you the know, f- they were, they were, it was working so well for them. Why, the footy show's why never been about format? it's never been about footy. Yeah, well, because it couldn't originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we had a, a question from an email viewer. Uh, or uh, no writer yes a writer listener a listener <laughs> who asked uh, whether we thought this big deal would have any impact on television in terms of drama and what can get made in uh, in this country and what do you guys think of that I mean is it going to impact are they going to have to get rid of Headland 
Well, <laughs> the money's got to come from somewhere to, to pay the seven eighty mil. Um, yep. Apart from that, yeah. But then I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know any business that embarks on something so huge with plans to make a loss out of it. Yep. So the idea must yep. be that hopefully it's going to generate enough revenue. They're going to be able to, to increase advertising prices yep. and generate enough revenue to actually make more local drama. I mean, they, they have to keep up with, well, not, with local <laughs> drama laws. Yeah, I was going to say, generate more income. I don't know about them making local dramas. Well, I, you know what? I, I think... Uh, I think networks still want to make local drama. I think in their heart of hearts, they really want to make local drama. They just don't know how. How many uh, local dramas have been uh, launched, as in local local dramas, have been launched here since 2000? Uh, 258. 23. Oh, so close. 23. And how many of those would you count as successes? Headland. Uh, I can't think of... This is just any. interesting. That was I in, can't uh, think of any that are still around. Uh, this was from the guide during the week. Uh, yeah, 23 were launched. Uh, the two successes they had down were Love My Way and uh, McLeod's Daughters. Oh, yep. And the two nah, kind of successes were um, Always Greener. And Which only lasted two seasons. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was, but everything else has crashed and burned. Uh, Secret Life of Us. Secret Life of Us, that was it. And everything Can you really say that still? Well, that's what they were saying. Two, two were successes and two were kind of moderate successes. Although, Love My Way is only on uh, pay. pay TV. That's true. That's true. But it's doing, uh, it's doing very well, winning lots of awards. And it is coming back for a second season shortly. Mm. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think all this money being spent is going to make for some, uh, some interesting viewing in mm. the coming years. Uh, I don't know how good it's going to be for football. Uh, but we're not a sports show, so who cares? Well, I don't. I don't think it's going to be bad. I mean, I'm sick of Channel Nine's arrogance. Kind of, we're the only ones who can promote. You know, who can show football. Friday night football's been revolutionary. I don't think it has been revolutionary. I like good football, and some of the traditionally last couple of years that football played on Friday nights has been crap. So they can make the telecast as good as they want, but it hasn't produced good football. And if it means we no longer have club presidents, exactly. Uh, Broadcasting exactly. their own club shows. Exactly. Fine. And I if think, Dermot Broden's gone from our screens, I'll be a happy man. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the the big thing about the timing of all this is we still have another season to get through. Yeah. Um, that's, as it is. That's true. Um, and also the timing of the of the rights was very interesting because they uh, uh, they really ambushed, ambushed them. I mean, the AFL told 7 and 10 there'll be nothing before Christmas. And then on Christmas Eve, <laughs> released this huge package and said, you've got two weeks you know, during the deadest two weeks of the year, you know. All the execs are overseas on yeah, summer holidays. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was a real ambush. It really was. It's, uh... Packer, laughing away. <laughs> Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen! Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Crap TV. Mm. Now, this is a segment about crap networks and, and how the networks have... I think we've explained it enough. <laughs> it's called Crap TV. Can we have a special page on the... On the you work website? it out. No, I'm not, I'm not even bothering with that. You know, this, if, if people can't work it out by now, uh, they can send us an email. Hooray at boxcutters.net. This, Hooray. One's, this one's been building for a while and it really gets my goat. The treatment by Channel 9 gets of Letterman. Yes. 
the treatment of Letterman well, is that's shocking. never been any better. Like from from when they first started. When back they first in 91, started showing it in nineteen ninety three, it was on at eleven p.m. Was not it? not consistently. Yes, it was. No. When mm. they first started showing it in 1993, it was on at 11 p.m. This is what I'd like. And then they started screwing around with the times. This is what I'd but like. it would always be at the mercy of, of... I mean, Eddie wasn't around then, but at the mercy, still, still at the ran mercy over. Of, it was only at so the mercy of sport. Like 45 minutes it was, Yeah, but that's, that's still nothing compared to 1.30 in the morning. This is what I want. I want a bit of consistency in the time. I want them to put it on at a regular time and not shaft it with every little thing. That, that they decide to throw on in front of it. Uh, on Saturdays at the moment, we're having back-to-back Gilmore Girls followed by back-to-back movies. Now, that's just... I'm sure that's fantastic viewing and I'm sure that's doing the ratings wonderfully well for Channel 9. But, like, often the second movie starts at 12.30 or 12. That is when Letterman should be on. You shouldn't have to wait until after that movie, which is often something the quality of, you know, Poison Ivy 2. Uh, like it was last week. Um, on or, or this week, virtual obsession. Virtual obsession, <laughs> which which sounds fantastic. Now, starring Mimi Rogers. At the risk of sounding, <sighs> at the risk of sounding like a disgruntled green guide letter writer. Uh, Pull up your socks, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a good time, Channel Nine. There are, there are viewers for Letterman and. I mean, I know people who watch Letterman. I have no, I don't know anybody who wants to watch five-year-old repeats of Ruby Wax mincing around on a tennis court <sighs> with John McEnroe. I don't know anybody who wants to watch repeats of the appalling Paradise Hotel. <laughs> like, just get but, your act together. But we know lots of people who want to watch Letterman because it's a exactly. really good, exactly. funny show. Exactly. It's and the quality is always there. You'll I'll always get a good laugh out of Letterman. When I get to see it. So, come on, Channel 9. Regular time stop. Stop fucking around with it. I agree. Also, just quickly on uh, on Crap TV, Channel 9 are also showing uh, Wonderfalls, a pretty good season that only lasted four episodes in the United States, uh, but they did make 13 of them. I think they showed the first episode last week. Last Saturday, I Last believe. Saturday. And uh, so you can catch up with episode two this Saturday at 4.30 in the afternoon on Channel 9. Hmm. What's that about? Wonderfalls. Yeah. I, th- I, can't I, th- go- I, th- I think the name speaks for itself. It's Wonder and it's Falls. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, a, a quirky little comedy set at Niagara Falls. Okay. Uh, and that's it for Crap TV. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. So, guys, Box Cutters episode 17, what do you reckon? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Yeah, at least we didn't have any freaking lists and awards and. <laughs> I only, I only threw one tantrum. I, th- I think it went all right. Mm. All right. Well, that's been Box Cutters episode 17. <laughs> thanks very much for listening. Uh, thanks very much to Triple R, whose studios we use for recording Box Cutters. Uh, thanks very much to Brett Cropley for hosting <laughs> Box Cutters on, uh, on his website. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and they just do heaps of thank yous at the end of it. <laughs> I wish we had sponsors. If we had sponsors, I would thank them. At this point in time, uh, tune in next week for Box Cutters episode 18, which is two times nine. Until then, my name is Josh Canal, Ross McQueen, and I will continue to be Brett Cropley. Check us out again next week. I almost forgot it, it's been a long break over the summer. <laughs> Check us out next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. 